0: Security team, and again, I, I kind of deal in the area. I don't want to get too deep into it, but there's security teams do a lot of things and, and they don't do a lot of things. I've reported two, there were two gaps around inventory. They, I reported one and they closed it. There is this secondary one that is still open. It's probably not the traditional role of the security team to know how to fix this second hole, mm-hmm. but certainly I would hope within peloton staff someone does mm-hmm. and i'm i'm deeply hoping that they have forwarded that to those individuals
1: it's more than just your output more than a bike
2: Welcome
3: to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 192. This is Crystal O'Keefe.
1: And this is Tom O'Keefe. How you feeling?
3: So far, so good.
1: So, uh, Crystal got her COVID vaccine today. Yeah, let's, now,
3: let's, see. let's
1: see. Gonna try and show it off. Show a little skin for the YouTube folks. Ooh,
3: I- look at that sexy dot. <laughs>
1: I don't think it's as visible as you think it is, but I know uh, I was
3: joking. uh,
1: But yeah, so uh, we talked a while back about how we participated in the covid vaccine trial and I got the real thing. She got the placebo and they are now letting people unblind themselves to to find out if they got the real thing or not. And then if they got the placebo, they can get the real thing.
3: Yes, and we always thought I had the placebo, but yeah. it was confirmed.
1: It was confirmed. So she got the real shot today, and I they, did. And uh, we should also say, in case people are wondering or somewhat appalled, so uh, you can unclutch your pearls. Even so, within the group of people that. Participated in the medical trial
3: oh oh, yeah I'm allowed Because I'm an essential worker
1: well no, no no But even beyond that within The group of people that participated in The medical trial and received the placebo they Are still issuing them according to CDC guidelines yes you've just Put in a different pool of people i.e. Yes. Medical trial people yes. but they started with Frontline workers who had gotten The placebo within the medical trial and then it Was older people with health Issues and then it was and then so and they Got to you and you've been classified as Essential worker. So, yes. ta-da So if we post pictures on Instagram later of us licking doorknobs, (laughs) that's why.
0: (laughs)
3: Don't worry, we're still taking all this very safely.
1: Asterisk, don't really lick a doorknob. (laughs) Yes. You need to say that. Someone will, someone will at us and be like, I don't think you should lick doorknobs. I (laughs) think you're sending the wrong message to people.
3: In general, I think I just want to make it clear that like we still plan to follow all the guidelines. You're still wearing your mask everywhere Mm -hmm. and doing all the things, and I will be too. Yeah.
1: I take precautions at all there. time. I'm wearing A condom as we speak that's How seriously <laughs> I take things So shoot yeah And if somebody wants to lick a doorknob um, That to me that's just it's what you call Culling the herd mm. so <laughs> Have at it doorknob Lickers so uh Also, before we uh, get too far afield here, we should probably point out, so you did your clubhouse thing last week.
3: I did. Went very well. Yeah. It was a lot of fun, too.
1: And we'll be doing another one this week. And I'll actually be able to be at this one. I got called into work, so I had to go, you know.
3: Yeah. So we decided we're going to do a weekly thing. So it's going to be every Sunday at 4 p.m. Central. Correct. So 5 p.m. Eastern.
1: You're on our time now.
3: Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, I love how everybody was jumping in, and there's a lot of people in the Clubhouse platform that really um, are not part of the Peloton community. Mm-hmm. Like they have a Peloton, but they're not in right. the community. So um, it's been kind of fun educating people and yeah. and that kind of thing too. And if you want a Clubhouse invite, I'm out. Like I am dead out. So <laughs> I thought you were just
1: like being hip. Like I'm out. No, I'm, no, I'm I am out of
3: invites. five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no more If I get more Then I will post And let people know But there's already A backlog Because yeah. everybody Wants in It's the new Hot thing right it's, now Yeah so
1: <laughs> But fish around With your friends They probably got it. Yeah
3: one. yeah Ask your friends Post in all the groups That's how people Are getting in So yeah. don't Don't give up I just don't have Any right now
1: And then also We're going to Bring back the Zoom call We're going to Do a Zoom call yeah. Next weekend So not like
3: Not on the 20 Not on the 30th Not on of the this
1: 30th but the, but the following Saturday, Yeah so, so that
3: would Be uh, February
1: 6th The Saturday prior to the Super Bowl so I can tell you everything I know about football, which pretty much amounts to the longest yard and North Dallas 40.
3: And maybe some commercials. Yes. <laughs> and Joe Green drinking a Coke. So,
1: but, uh, so watch this space for details on that. We'll post it within the group and all that. So Definitely. Uh, so shameless plugs, as if we haven't been doing that already. Don't yeah. forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartTuneIn. Wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and uh, subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you would be so kind, to leave a review. And we have a review to share.
3: Yes. I want to hear it. Good because I'm going to because
1: I'm going to read it it. from what (laughs) this is from RN Steph okay so she says this is my favorite podcast I've been a member of the Peloton community since the beginning of the year thank you COVID (laughs) unfortunately I didn't find this podcast until the summer however After listening once I was hooked I love that they keep me Up to date On all things Peloton Crystal and Tom Are funny and enjoyable To listen to I listen during To this during my commute On Mondays It's the only thing I look forward to On Mondays When I hear Peloton Has breaking news I instantly think I wonder what Crystal Thinks about this (laughs)
3: <laughs> you can always message me stuff. Yeah.
1: And her uh <laughs> and so her leaderboard name is Stephanie Swan if you want to track her down. Awesome. So,
3: thank you for the kinder review. Yes, thank you
1: very much. Also you can check out our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there. Like the page, join the group, and and we have a YouTube channel where you can watch everything we're doing right now. You can uh, see us do it as well as hear us do it.
3: Could have seen my my dot on my yes, arm. Yes,
1: you could have seen her sexy shoulder as she revealed her puncture mark. <laughs> uh, you can find that at YouTube.com/slash the clip out while you're there. Be sure and subscribe to that as well because uh, sometimes we post other things yeah, on there. Yeah, do. You don't gotta wait for us to talk about them. They'll just kind of you'll get a little tap on the shoulder, digitally speaking. <laughs> and finally the newsletter at theclipout.com. you can sign up for that and get all the show notes and links and pictures and things of that ilk sent directly to your inbox so you don't have to go scrambling through the page looking for things from four or five days ago
3: by the way did you see all the uh, the notes that we got when you sent out the uh, newsletter this week
1: no did I do something wrong
3: no people really um, got a kick out of your your uh, email headline. I oh, think I think it.
1: It was the show title too. Yeah, yeah, I know.
3: But I but people who don't necessarily listen every week and right, get the had, newsletter. Yeah, they were like, "What? What?" <laughs> <laughs> it cracked me up. Oh, thank you all for sending your notes in. Yes. I read them even even though I didn't send out the yeah. newsletter.
1: <laughs> I don't I don't realize when I have an impact. I just keep on chugging along. So <laughs> anyway, there's all that. Let's uh, let's dig in, shall we?
3: Yes, we shall.
2: Peloton
1: Stock Ticker So uh, joining us today via the magic of Zoom tube from Run, Lift, and Live, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going?
4: Doing well. How's it going? <laughs> you are pumped.
1: You are. I He's
3: always pumped.
4: Shark shirt on. I
3: I'm love ready. it. I love it. <laughs> now we're
1: all going to have that song stuck in our head. do <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's all That's all I'm gonna do We blame
1: you (laughs) So uh, I guess Kicking things off With news from the world Of finance Peloton has announced Their second quarter Fiscal earnings call Release date Trailer Webcast (laughs)
3: It's going to be next Thursday. It's yeah. going to be uh, February fourth, and it's always at five p.m. So, oh yes, it is five p.m. Eastern. So four p.m. Central. So, so John, walk us through what you're expecting to see because I loved your questions. I want to, I want to deep and dig
4: into this. Well, you know, going back to the last three earnings call, mm-hmm. dating back to the May 2020 earnings call, they consistently ask about production. You know, the production, the manufacturing facilities. I mean, those are just common questions. Yeah. Because in the last three, we would have been in the heat of the pandemic. So they've been, you know, the heat of demand. And so they've been struggling with that. So I gotta suspect that that same theme will, you know, reign supreme, <laughs> I guess, the early questions in this call.
3: You think it's right? gonna, you think they're gonna be a little more pointed?
4: Maybe not so many softballs? Yeah, I think that they're going to ask about the manufacturing, and I think they're going to get a little more. I think there are going to be questions that you may not off the bat think they're related to, but they're going to have some tie back to manufacturing and service. Okay. Okay. Now well, that'll
3: be that'll be fun to listen to. I'll have my detective hat on and my pencil taking notes, like
1: Nancy Drew.
3: Yeah, I'll <laughs> totally do that. And then and then what else are you expecting to happen? Do you have any like uh like if you looked into your, your your crystal ball, do you have any kind of things you're looking to see?
1: The rower. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let that rower go. I'm tired of hearing about that rower.
4: hopeful <laughs> that we hear something that's not just another play on, you know, what we're looking to do with regards to some of these things, but that there's something tangible, something new relative. To it, I mean, and if it were me, I think I would w- if it were me, I would want to just from my own kind of moral perspective. I think I would want to say something tangible relative to uh, product and service and manufacturing. So I'm hopeful that we'll hear something a little more tangible, tangible. So we'll see. OK.
3: All right. And uh, do you do you have any thoughts about what they might uh, talk about with like. The tread sales that have opened up in the UK, the fact that so I want I don't I'm curious to hear if this question comes up, because in the clubhouse meeting we had the other day, whenever Gina was there, I know you were there. Gina brought up that she actually went to the store and they told her, hey, we've got all the regular treads They're They're sitting in a warehouse like they're here, but nobody can buy them till March 30th. So right. what up? And is somebody going to ask about that on the call?
1: You know, maybe, oh. maybe they're oh. sitting in a warehouse because they just want to know. They just, they, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like maybe. It's they a comfort ha- blanket. Well, but like maybe they have been a warehouse, but maybe they've got 40% of what they anticipate in a warehouse. Oh, and maybe. They're, and they're letting them kind of stack up so they don't have this again.
3: Maybe. Maybe that would be then Then they should probably tell their showrooms that instead yeah. of their showrooms telling everybody they're all here.
4: <laughs> oh, that question is definitely coming up. The question about how, how it's been going in the UK and how is, how is uh delivery going in the UK? What's the volume like in the UK, the demand and have they been able to fulfill that demand? And then are you, expecting to be able to fulfill the fulfill the demand the big question as of March when the the new trends drop I, of course those questions are going to definitely get dropped okay yeah.
3: well it's going to be it's going to be fun i can't wait to see if uh, i'm going i'm very curious to see how those questions line up with your predictions i'm excited to see that the so. track
1: record's been pretty good so it has
3: far. it has <laughs> Uh, and uh, okay, so then was that all we wanted to cover with I th- the... I think
1: so. I okay. was going to segue into an article you found uh, on Forbes, uh, Peloton's predicament, <laughs> what to do when demand outstrips supply. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, that, that, this article is kind of hilarious to me because it kind of talks to the things that we all kind of talk about, mm-hmm. it's like supply chain management one-on-one type like, conversation in this thing. It was more or less like someone just kind of taking the thoughts that everyone has and then throwing them into an article and they knew we'd read it because everybody's thinking the same thing, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. kind of, yeah, the Peloton's good clickbait right now. So.
4: It is, it right. is. Right, that's kind of how I read this thing. So, you know, it's basically going, you know, um, th- there's a little bit of an issue and, uh, you know, it would have been nice to be able to solve this just by better so- supply chain management. But if you can't do that, it you know, you probably should do one of these Next list of things like communicate uh, better, <laughs> uh, you know, you know, like you know, so like all the stuff we hear from everybody. Yeah. Hey, hey,
3: Forbes, like, you should listen to the podcast. We have discussed the hell out of this. <laughs>
4: <laughs> so, here's so a- I, I, I posted it just going, Wow, it, were, they, were they just trying to like you know, punish them or something, or like giving them a talking to? What, what we all know, all this.
1: I think the I think the author has like a, a three column a day well <laughs> Like mandate In you know all seriousness
3: The New York Times wrote about it So I yeah. think people are just like Trying to pick it up But you gotta t- You know You can't just recycle it So right. then you have to find a new spin on it And 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 at least I, I will give him this At least it's It's stuff that like He came up with Like he didn't go over there And just lift the New York Times article Because right. right. we all know right. There's a lot of people that do that So So, <laughs>
1: so here's the thought I had As I was looking oh, at this okay. Forbes article Very serious No I mean it's not I mean I guess it is serious But <laughs> everybody's all kind of Uh In a panic right about like oh my god They're missing their moment and they're gonna Lose all these customers so And i'm asking a question and i Sincerely mean this i cannot think Of an answer but maybe someone Else can name a product name A company that had a product That was so popular people Couldn't get it and now they're and Then they went out of business because of it
3: (laughs) It's not a thing it's not a thing right. and, like
1: right. they still to this day make cabbage patch dolls. They, they do, still to this day. Yeah. make <laughs> Tickle me Elmo's. They
3: do. And, right. and here's the thing. Here's the thing. There are people out there that like love Peloton and they're totally like hating on them because they think that it's like everybody wants to predict the, the future and they want to like be Right about it and so there's a lot of people That are predicting that this is really Going to hurt Peloton now I do Think it's going to hurt their NPR I do I think there's going to be an impact on that um, Which is their you know Their rating their net
1: promoter that's the one Score or whatever the R stands for
3: but I, I, I don't see anything to indicate That it's going to hurt them financially I mean I, I really think that I mean, everyone says This is a good thing like if you have that many People wanting your product they're willing to wait 12 Weeks right I mean they might bitch but they're willing to wait. Yeah. Then
4: uh- <laughs> even on that, I even question I even question whether or not which is just so wrong. But I even <laughs> question whether or not it's even going to impact their net promoters. You do. Because, uh, aren't, yeah, because aren't, net, aren't those surveys from customers? And if you don't have your bike yet and I can't count those numbers in my results. Do I have to count anything you say from a from a survey perspective? OK, heart, that's the survey. Yeah, that's a right. good point. So like
3: if you were go- So what you're saying is you're going to buy a Peloton and then you get so frustrated with it. You decide not to buy a Peloton. Then you don't fill out a survey. Therefore, you're <laughs> your not a feedback customer, right. Doesn't
4: count. But, but, and, and even if you do complain like you're i i I gotta imagine that your response isn't a part of the nps because i would assume those are all customers that's yeah it is it is a customer
3: you're absolutely right because they they give it to you after you have the product because it's all about like would you recommend peloton to somebody else and so you get it after you have your delivery that's the whole point of it
1: now where you might see some some negative people sneak in is if they're app users right they could be Mm -hmm. like well i have the app and I don't know that
3: they give the app users. Yeah, I don't that. know
1: what the what, what the it? line of demarcation mm-hmm. is for what hmm. the net promoter people consider a customer. But potentially
3: those are valid points.
1: Yeah. Valid
4: points. Right. So that makes me I'm curious about that, too. It, it may not even affect them there. And then in this article, what's interesting and they they point that out, they're like, um, they're like, yeah, and t- normally opportunity is born out of crisis. In this scenario, they have a crisis that's born out of opportunity. It's like the reverse And um, so it it begs the question exactly what you're saying, Tom. In that scenario, yeah. how much of a problem is – I mean, it's painful to a lot of people, but how much is it of a problem?
1: Yeah, I mean, I keep thinking about – like, I see everything through the prism of concerts, right, because I work in the concert industry, and all I can think is, boy, that Taylor Swift better watch out. She sold out four shows, and people aren't going (laughs) to like her anymore.
3: Right, like I mean, that just like no, you're right. You're like, right. Nobody thinks
1: like that, and so I just, I, I just don't know. Like, yeah some people, like, and it would be true of Taylor Swift tickets, right? Like, I mean, when I've done concerts that have been like super fast sellouts, I mean, I get a lot of people yelling and bitching and saying it's not fair, and rah, 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 but they still like the band, they still buy a ticket to the next show, like they just, uh, you know, and, and or even if they decide that they're never gonna come to my venue again. They say that until a band they like shows up I mean you gotta as a venue I mean and I try not To have this as a mentality But I also try to use it to comfort myself You gotta really make a concerted effort to get somebody To be like I'm not gonna go see a band I like Because I hate your room so, okay, so I, I just I just don't think Long term it's going to be a significant Impact
3: I was kind of thinking through everything I think the only thing we didn't address That's still hanging out there that they can be Judged on is their better business bureau score It sucks right it's bad yeah,
1: but, <laughs> but ultimately you yeah. Go to the better business bureau at least when I do I go to the better business bureau The really the only thing out metric I'm Using is is this a fraud right Like are they just flat out stealing my Money and I don't right. think anyone Thinks Peloton is a fraud that Bikes don't actually exist or there are There are people that think that there There's people saying that because they're whining Yes, and then and I get the frustration but But peloton is not defrauding you It's just you don't know what words Mean (laughs) and you're you're trying To use big ones to sound like You're going to threaten them but they did not Defraud you that's there is A bike that will be there and if there isn't They'll give you your money back so air Go you can be upset and You're entitled to be upset but that is not fraud.
4: I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, well, I I, I I read an article today in The Verge. Well, it was like a um a, a Peloton Bike Plus review that really kind of encapsulated it for me. The, the person who was doing the review was like, yeah, I got the bike. And, and you know, there's this, you know, about, you know, scheduling it. I didn't like. And, and then people are having all these delays and there's all these problems. And at the very end of it, he goes. But, you know, I ain't never given that bike back. These classes are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the way the review went, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. it in a nutshell. Right? Uh, yeah, much. you're
3: right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Fair point.
1: So, uh, well, I guess we will sit tight until next week until we can discuss the earning call, earnings call. Until then, uh, John, where can people find you?
4: Uh, they can find me on Facebook, Run, Lift, and Live page, or my Run, Lift, and Live group. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live, or at runliftandlive.com. Awesome. Awesome. Thank Thank you. you.
1: So uh, there have been some changes made to how PRs are calculated during boot camps. Do tell.
3: Yes. So now uh, basically the only sections that are calculated are when you're actually on the tread. So before your entire PR went from the beginning of the boot camp to the end of the boot camp and uh, it would stop calculating, like it would stop counting, but while you were on the floor, during the floor section. Because
1: how does it know what you're doing? Well... You could be because, sitting there just eating bonbons.
3: Exactly. No, no, no. That makes sense. But your PR still went over that whole time. Okay. And so now what they've done is take out those sections altogether. So your PR literally, like, the PR stops counting. Not just not just your, your output stops going. Gotcha. Because before your output stopped, but the PR kept going. Okay. And now it's like only... The PR is only encapsulating the portions That you're actually on the track So the, the
1: periods of time <laughs> Let me see if I get this If I'm understanding this properly The period of time When, when it can't measure you Because you're off the machine they, um, they were still like kind of Calculating exactly. that into the total metric Which isn't fair because well, they have it, no way to gauge
3: it, exa- Exactly and it actually made your PR go down Right, it was like yeah. penalizing exactly. You for taking a boot camp exactly gotcha. And so now now you're only Seeing the portions you're literally doing the Run so you're it's it's a much more Accurate portion like accurate representation Of the time on the bike or that, on the Tread <laughs> I guess it'd be on the bike too yeah, Actually it <laughs>
1: seems like a fair adjustment
3: It does I think it needed to happen So I'm glad that it did
1: the Peloton blog this week had uh, a nice post.
3: It did, about, yeah. About,
1: uh, I'm really interested in, in you reading up on this one. It's how you can become more flexible.
3: I was just interested in reading it. <laughs> did you see that cover? Oh, well, I was uh, more
1: just like, oh, Chris is going to get more flexible.
3: <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so uh, this this is an article that Dennis and Adrian both like give um, their kind of thoughts on how you can use different kind of stretches to become flexible, and how much that benefits your other workouts. So like, you know, you may not think that you need to stretch after a bike ride, for example, but you do. And the reason the reason is, is that it helps you be stronger next time because if your if your hamstrings are are all tight, your quadriceps are all tight and your hip flexors and your everything is tight what happens is they can um, kind of like shrink up whenever you're on the bike and you're like go 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 if you don't stretch out afterwards then the next time you get on the bike like you're actually like kind of keeping everything so tight it didn't it didn't get to stretch out and use it to its full potential okay. now you're only using a little bit less of the muscle and that kind of happens every time so they talk through all of that and give you um, the details on what kind of stretches are best for the bike and what kind of stretches are best for the tread so it's a very good article. And I recommend everyone read it. Awesome. So maybe you should get more flexible time.
1: <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses.
3: day money back guarantee and 100 satisfaction find your pair at gooder.com slash tco and use code tco to get free shipping
2: getting this psychological edge with dr jen
1: so joining us today once again via the magic of Zoom tube is dr. Jen Mann licensed marriage family and child therapist and sports psychology consultant uh, you may know her from Vh1's couples therapy with Dr. Jen or Vh1's family therapy with Dr. Jen her long-running radio show the dr. Jen show she's written four best-selling books and she has an app called no More Diets which can come in very handy for people uh, welcome to the show once again Dr. Jen
2: thank Hi. you so much
1: so uh, so our question this week we talked uh, last time about how we put this out on the clip out group yet another reason why you should join it yes. if you haven't yes and uh, this is from Katie Norris and she, we asked what struggles people are having that Dr. Jen could help them with and she says <laughs> What is it? My struggle.
2: (laughs) I love her already. (laughs) Uh,
1: But mainly I struggle with not equating calorie burn with health or fitness. It's just so programmed in and reinforced on a lot of different platforms like my Apple watch. I know that strength is very critical to health and fitness and weight loss, but if I don't see the calorie burn. I feel like I wasted my time. Help.
2: And I think that this is something that a lot of people relate to. And it's very what I call diet mentality. And that kind of diet mentality is about kind of calorie focus withholding things from yourself based on these kind of numbers and looking at your food in terms of good food and bad food. And I was good or I was bad. And that always gets you into trouble. And I I think that it's very astute what she said about that she's noticed, she noticed it on her Apple Watch and that kind of the, the sort of number, the influx of number information that we get in this day and age can really take us off track from what's important. And to me, what's important is health, longevity that we're working out so we can get the benefits in terms of our uh, bone density, in terms of our cardio benefits, in terms of our strength, in terms of our balance. As we as we age, we tend to lose balance. That we it helps us live a long time. And when we get really focused on the calories. It can become very self-defeating and it can become very negative, especially if you're smaller, if you're shorter, if you weigh less, then you're going to get numbers that may be very discouraging. And why am I even doing this workout anyway? And who knows how accurate the numbers even are, especially when we're talking about like a strength workout, because it's not like... The tread or the bike where you're really hooked up. They know the pedals, the strokes, the feet, you know, all that sort of stuff. It's kind of a little, it's a little more arbitrary and kind of less accurate. And what I would recommend for her is a few things. One is there are, there's a different way of thinking about this. And uh, some people call it mindful eating. Some people call it intuitive eating. There are a lot of different names for it, but I would really recommend that you check out some of these kind of philosophies that are more about your relationship with food and taking out the numbers, the calorie numbers, and about really learning to listen to your body, to honor your body. And I have an app called No More Diets that is based on this philosophy that was created by people like Janine Roth, who wrote uh, Breaking Free from Emotional Eating, which I would recommend, Uh, Elise Resch and Evelyn Triboli, who wrote Intuitive Eating, another book that I would really recommend, and What you really want to do is work on changing your mentality, and and I understand this on a very profound level because I once had an eating disorder for a good decade, and I've been recovered for a few decades now, fortunately, which I never thought was even remotely possible because I was so obsessed with the calories and the numbers in and the numbers out and just kind of all of that stuff. I would recommend that. You know, you can have a lot of different clock faces on your Apple Watch or your Fitbit or any of those. And I would take the calories off. I, I would really kind of take that out of your repertoire for a while and focus on your relationship with food, on learning to listen to your body, eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're satisfied. And we've talked a lot about the hunger scale, a scale from zero to 10, 10 being the fullest you've ever been, Thanksgiving full, your stomach's going to burst, zero being you fainted, you're on the floor, you're so hungry, five being neutral. What you want to do is learn to eat when you're a three, which You know you're hungry. If you're like, I think I'm hungry, but I'm not sure, you're probably a four. If you're starting, your stomach's growling, you're starting to feel just kind of faint, you're probably a two. If you feel like you're really about to lose it, you're feeling dizzy, you're a one. You don't want to get let yourself get hungrier than a three. And on the other side, you don't want to eat past a five or a six. A five is neutral. A six is, yeah, I could tell I've eaten food, but I'm not stuffed. A seven is full. An eight is stuffed, a nine is painful. And so what you wanna do is you wanna learn to start to honor your body by eating when you're hungry, solidly a three, and stopping when you're satisfied, not full. And working on really listening to your body and asking yourself, what does my body want? Not just what does my mouth want? How do I wanna feel at the end of this meal? And and that's a really important question to ask because there are some times where we kind of need the comfort of being like, you know what? I want to feel a full belly like i want to feel really satisfied and like i like i am comforted and i don't have to worry about where food is going to come from next i want to be like one of those cubs like like curled up and then there are other times where it's like you know what i'd like to be able to run down the block if someone were chasing me like i would like to be able to be light on my feet and to feel really light after i eat And I think also we have to look at our emotional relationship with food. When we're that focused on calories, it neglects that there are times in our life where we have an emotional experience with food always. From the moment we are born, when we are fed, whether it's breast or bottle, we are held, we are comforted. So we associate food and comfort. And so there are times where we need more calories, not necessarily even physically, but sometimes emotionally. And then there are days where we need less and that it all kind of balances out when we truly listen to our body and we're really in tune. But that's a skill that one needs to learn. And that the more we're focused on the numbers, the numbers take us away from ourselves. It, they take us away from honoring our bodies and trusting our bodies. And they kind of send us a message of, you can't be trusted. You got to look at these numbers. You know, it. I've worked with a lot of people in recovery from... Eat full-blown eating disorders, or even what we call subclinical eating disorders. And I think that most women in particular, a lot more men now, but most women at some point have a subclinical eating disorder. And a lot of the instructors lately have been talking about their own experiences with eating disorders and body dysmorphia. Kendall has talked about it. Um, Rebecca has talked about it, that they've been posting about it. And that this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's very important to learn to honor your body and make your relationship with food primary and sort of how your body looks and working on self-acceptance secondary.
3: And so do you think, do you think there's an easy way that she can kind of take that same advice and use it when she's working out to not focus on the numbers? Because I think that was amazing awesome. advice. I'm just, yeah. I know how I am and I'm like, okay, but now I'm on the bike and I see the numbers. What do I do with that?
2: I, I put a post-it note over it, over the calorie numbers. Um, I think that it's too distracting. And if all of the numbers, like, let's say that she's been doing it for so long that she cannot see the calories, but she sees the miles she's going to be doing the calculation. (laughs) Just take the whole thing down. Okay. You know, or put a piece of paper over it and make a commitment for a period of time, one week, one month, whatever, to experiment with not having that up on the board as well as her watch and kind of focusing on tuning into herself, and really to before she gets on the bike, to ask herself the question and the cow cal- like calories cannot be the answer. What is my reason for working out right now? Very good. Yeah. And and if calories can't be the answer, what is what is the reason you're working out? And to really focus on that during the workout, and and I think that. We live in a society that has really kind of taught us to kind of focus on the calories and the numbers. And especially right now with all the influx of information we get, but really what leads us to become lifetime exercisers, what makes us love exercise, what makes us live longer in the end, what makes it a positive experience is our relationship with exercise and our bodies and and all of that, as opposed to those numbers because those numbers tend to only be used to beat ourselves up with. I've never had anyone use those numbers purely for just like self love. (laughs) Okay, yeah. That's a good point. You have to be pretty far along in your recovery and pretty high, highly developed to be able to just view them neutrally. And if you if you're there, then hey, more power to you. That's great. And it's very possible long into recovery or if you're someone who this is just not an issue and it's just interesting information. Okay.
1: That sounds like you uh, you you said in the other episode about, you know, Peloton for you, it's unicorns and and rainbows. Someone that looks at calories only as data, I think that's your unicorn. (laughs) 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 I don't think there's a lot
3: of people that can do that. So
2: Yeah, look, I, I am one of them and i wouldn't have been you know 20 30 years ago uh, had i not done the work on myself and had i not recovered from my eating disorder right yeah makes sense yeah.
1: Well, thank yeah. you so much for joining us. Before we go, I'll remind everybody where they
2: can find you. You can find me on social media at Dr. Jen Man to ends on Jen to ends on Man, and I post everything, including my InStyle magazine column, although I haven't posted about it in a while. But I need to because it goes up every week. Um, and uh, you find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, the works. But I also post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories for those that are peloton freaks like me and are interested (laughs) awesome thank you peloton in the news
1: so it finally happened. It did. Jess Sims finally made it on to uh, Kelly Live with Kelly and Ryan. Ryan. Yes. There we go.
3: Yes, you got it. And uh, this, is, so it happened last Thursday. Okay. And uh, she was on and she did a hit workout and a different workout. And I, can't, uh, I think it was an EMOM. And uh, so she gave them a very good workout, which... <laughs> I mean, what she does. It's what she does It's kind
1: of the job
3: Yeah So how cool is that That she got to Have her segment air And it's so lovely To see our Peloton instructors Being <laughs> able to do it. It's just so cool Like yeah. I just remember When we first started this Podcast And th- they weren't out there Doing this kind of thing No
1: It was a, such It was such a rarity And now it's like All the time Do you
3: remember The either Today Show Or Good Morning America Segment that like Was a huge deal yeah. and, and like a whole bunch Of Peloton members Got I think to John go John Mills was one John of them Right was totally one of them and Erica Mills was there and uh, there were a whole bunch of people that we've interviewed that were up on that stage with the instructors like it was and that was the first really big big thing like that
1: yeah totally
3: now it's happening all the time
1: all the time so cool Bloomberg had an article this week Peloton moves into breakaway mode to secure its sudden dominance.
3: Yeah. And honestly, there's not a whole lot here that we don't know. But I loved this article because it talks about instructor compensation. Mm -hmm. Um, I I want you to scroll down and find it because I want to read that exact particular uh, segment. It talks about how Peloton handles m- handles their instructors' uh, compensation differently than other fitness companies. Right. For example, we have we have heard for a very long time that Peloton hires them as full time employees, and this article confirms that most other fitness companies they're contracted right. and it's it's per class. And I've always known it was different at Peloton because they're so loyal. There's a reason they're right. loyal, and uh, there's actually talent agents that help find wow. new instructors. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of interesting because it did not always used to be that way it used to be that some of and maybe it's like a two step process like the talent instructors find them the talent agents find them and then our instructors go look at them in person and see how they are so maybe it's a two-step process but the it says here that the more senior instructors make upwards of five hundred thousand dollars in total compensation and that does not count the money they make from external sponsorships so that's a huge huge it's kind of validation right. from what we've been saying how well these instructors get paid. Um, and also it says here that they have handed equity awards to people throughout the company's ranks. So it says that they give former employees and current employees stock options and it's both and it's all levels of employees. Okay. It's not it's not just the instructors. So um they're they're doing okay. And and I thought-
1: this last sorry I did not mean to step on you I thought this last sentence was pretty interesting where it says regulatory filing show current and former employees as of September 30th 2020 held stock options with several billion dollars of unrealized gains which to me says the people on the inside that have received stock options are still like even though it shot up. They're still not selling.
3: That's exactly what that they means. Still,
1: I know some of them are probably are still in a time period where they where maybe they can't.
3: No, I think, all but the I think most are done. of
1: them are done now. All yeah. the lockups
3: are done. They've been it's been over a year yeah. since they went public. Okay, then, so. Yeah. So
1: that means that they're they're like, I know it's at an all time high, but I think this is just the beginning. I ain't selling.
3: Yeah, no, that that's exactly what that means. And I'm glad you pointed that out because because, yeah, there's a lot of employees that work there that they're not selling because they know Peloton is it's still It's still destined for a lot more. Yeah. Um, But it also it also indicates that one instructor last year received a six figure salary and a bonus offer. So uh, they're doing okay. Now, granted, it's New York City where they live. So they need a lot of money. I mean,
1: totally. I mean, five hundred thousand dollars a year is a lot of money. But it, it's not as much in New York as it is in other places But
3: you are starting to see it kind of pay off And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is that instructors are starting to buy houses uh, So right. we, we talked about Emma Lovewell And this week, uh, as a side note to this, Alex Toussaint moved into his first house And it was a very, very cool moment yeah. He posted it and he's very proud, well,
1: as he should be And you got to think, if you're a fitness instructor you You don't get into that thinking you're ever going to reach this level To me, it's like the first wave of rock bands, Mm -hmm. right? Like, like there's like before the Beatles and after the Beatles and nobody envisioned that as like, you would be, you could be in a band so popular, everybody in the world would know who you are. And that's kind of what they're experiencing right now
3: Absolutely, that's exactly what they're experiencing And on that note, I want to add my personal opinion um, In the last two weeks, maybe three I have seen people freak out about at least four different instructors leaving Because classes have been canceled These instructors are not going anywhere, guys yeah. If they go anywhere, it's because something bad happened I mean, either physically to them The company had to let them go for some reason Yeah, like, But they're not leaving voluntarily just because they, they know, they know Know that they are riding a money Wave they they know that they are yeah. lucky Individuals and they work hard to be There absolutely so they're, they're not going Anywhere so if you hear people saying That you can just tell yeah. people to I chill. mean
1: Obviously eventually instructors will Leave because it's just the nature of Life of course but this idea that every Week there's a new one leaving and and for the most part it's and it's always because
3: classes got canceled and it's like okay so maybe they had an illness maybe something was going on personally like don't do not jump to conclusions and if you hear other people jump to conclusions talk them down because it's just not true and i have seen so many rumors (laughs) get out of control this week it's stupid
1: and then uh there was an article in shape magazine all about uh toonday
3: yes It's how she takes care of her skin on and off the bike. But most importantly, in my opinion, uh, it's a step by step how she how she rocks her bold lip color (laughs) on the bike and how how it stays on. I mean, that is that is not easy. Okay, so uh, it it talks through that. So it's in Shape Magazine and you need to check it out because it gives the deal all the details.
1: And uh, you can also if you don't know, you can't find it. Just that's why you subscribe to the newsletter. Yeah, we'll send it to you.
3: Yeah. And Tom's much better about sending it out than I am.
1: So far, so good.
3: I've Had a couple misses. Okay, that's, that's enough not perfect. You, you know.
1: <laughs> and then Pop Sugar had an article. Two Peloton instructors share their fitness and food diaries for the new year.
3: Yeah, so it focuses on Jess King and Anna Greenberg, and I thought it was interesting because it talks through how often they work out, and in addition to their workouts that they teach at Peloton. So um, it kind of it goes through. Literally every day, like as a work diary or a workout diary. So oh, okay. um, definitely check that out so you can get some ideas. And I think it's interesting to find out what their schedule is compared to how often it's they work out a lot more than you would think.
1: And apparently it must be a talk about a Peloton instructors food choices week because Allie Love is an in insider dot com talking about her daily diet and workout Regimen
3: I I think that you Hit the nail on the head when you said anything Peloton is clickbait and yeah. so now It's again so funny to me How they're everywhere now yeah but, and I guess <laughs> I should Be
1: careful because clickbait implies that it's like It's not true or it's not true or It's really ramped up and it's it's just Peloton right now drives clicks
3: Yeah, it's said another way It's just that the word Having the yeah. word in the title in some way Drives SEO It's yeah. not really clickbait But uh, this article goes through What she eats in a day How much sleep she's getting um, What kind of routine she's doing So if I don't you, know what she's
1: drinking there But it looks positively disgusting
3: I think that's matcha
1: it's just, it's green. It looks like something the Munsters would, like if you liquefied a Munster
3: <laughs> that's and it drank <laughs> it.
1: If you were drinking a liquefied Herman Munster.
3: I've never had it, but people rave about it. If you say so. Celery juice. That's what that was. It wasn't matcha. Oh,
1: even Celery juice does
3: not sound good. I'm yeah. not going to lie.
1: I just <laughs> drink water. Not. Yahoo had an article about Jen Sherman talking about her, how she became the first ever Peloton instructor, which... Is a story like if you've been around, you've heard a million times at this point. It's a great story. Not it is a great it, story. And it's always, there's a, so many people coming into the world of Peloton. So it's for a lot of people. It is a news story, but uh, if so, if you don't know it, uh, you can go to Yahoo or again sign up for our newsletter and it'll get sent to you.
3: Not to mention, you can just listen to her tell it herself because she was on the podcast. Episode
1: (laughs) twelve. Yeah, it it was.
3: It was right around that number, and she tells the entire story, and it's fabulous. And the email still exists (laughs) (laughs) that she sent to John Foley. Said, "Give me a job."
1: She should print it out and frame it, hang it on her wall. Absolutely
3: should. It has become a piece of Peloton history.
1: And uh, Ben Aldis did an an AMA, which means ask me anything, over on Reddit last week.
3: It was to, it was today. Oh, it was
1: today. Yeah. So By the time you hear it, okay, but.
3: Yes, that's what, I literally put the date there Sorry,
1: I <laughs> scrolled too far and I was just doing from memory
3: uh, It's okay, it doesn't matter, but um, Yes, he, he didn't ask me anything, it was on Today, um, I didn't get a chance to Swing on over and see his answers But I thought it was worth mentioning Because, uh, one, you should go check it out And two, it's the first time that it, in a, it, If there's ever been another time I don't recall that an instructor Has been uh, interacting With the Reddit community And, yeah, and, and they're a large community It's a
1: huge community over there's 140,000 150,000 people within that Peloton Reddit community yeah
3: I remember when it was like 10,000 yeah and now so crazy it's so crazy how this world just keeps blowing up totally
1: And then uh, check it in with one of our favorite websites, FreightWaves.com. Just everything you need to know about the shipping industry. We kind of just peruse that from day to day.
3: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull a Dr. Phil. This, this website is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> Total inside joke. Sorry. So uh, the,
1: uh, the headline of this is Peloton, the poster child for Containergate.
3: Uh, yeah, and I'll be honest, I only, I only glanced over this, but this, this entire article goes through, like, the fight that is going on In the industry to get the containers And yeah. and I think I think this This entire container gate is what Led to them buying Doing the freight air freight yeah and uh, And also buying a cargo Plane <laughs> yeah
1: peloton likes To control their own destiny that's for damn sure Yeah so yeah if you if you that's Pretty deep in the weeds about what The delivery delays are being Caused and or exacerbated by And uh, so if you want to check that out You can do that at Freightwaves.com Man people can't get enough Of the Logan Active Clean we've been talking about
3: I know everybody that gets it loves it as much As I do which makes me feel really good Because I I try to only talk about Things that I I truly enjoy And uh, this one is It smells good it's non-toxic It's safe You can use it to There's three different products One You can use to like Kind of freshen the air Before and after your workouts pssh, pssh,
1: pssh. That's the air mist
3: Yes Yes I'm,
1: I'm actually spraying the air mist Right now psh psh <laughs>
3: And then um, they also have one that is a yoga and mat cleaner, yoga mat and equipment cleaner, which is by far my favorite because it's so versatile. So you can use it on your Peloton. You can use it on the screen. You can use it on the seat. You can use it on uh, your Peloton tread, the screen, the actual That's what's so great
1: about this stuff. Like any of these machines, a Peloton, whether it's bike tread, your tonal, whatever, a mirror, if you're one of those people. Uh, (laughs) But uh, um, there's so many different. Types of parts on these machines yeah. that you're like What should I be cleaning it with right And, and
3: you should be using this because right. It has no alcohol
1: yeah and so you're Just like well what I want to clean a screen with Might not be what I want to clean the metal with Versus exactly. the plastic versus the rubber versus And this you can just kind of go crazy With and you don't got to worry about it and A lot of stuff you clean a screen with it works Okay at first right and but over Time it
3: dulls the screen it starts to
1: dull The screen because it has the, the
3: alcohol in it right So this one no alcohol Non-toxic technically you could Drink it, but don't. Um, And then uh, the third product. The towel. The towel is the third. Well, no, there's another bottle. Uh, the um, hand, sanitizer. hand sanitizer. So it also does not have alcohol in it. And it has all of these things smell good. They all have a great scent to them. And you can, they're nice size bottles. So you can take them anywhere. And yes, the towels are amazing. Cannot say enough good things about <laughs> these towels. They're soft. They're microfiber. So again, you can use it on your screen. You can use it on the bike. You can use the larger on one yourself. for a sweat towel, which I do. It's great. Um, so, uh I highly recommend it. And if you're interested, you should totally check them out at www.loganactiveclean.com. And if you use Clipout 10, you will get 10% off your order. Uh, Follow them on um, social media at Logan Active Clean. And on Facebook, it's Logan Active Clean. And I believe there is free shipping in the lower 48, uh, over $59.
1: Over $59. Yes. And one more quick tip. Use it in your car.
0: Oh,
3: yeah. You
1: can yeah, play totally. your car. Dashboard, screen. You don't got to worry about Any it. Any of it. So and it
3: smells good. It does.
2: Checking out the competition.
1: So, Echelon had a big announcement this week.
3: <laughs> they are partnering with Mario Lopez.
1: A.K.A. Slater from Saved by the Bell.
3: And, dude, I love that show.
1: And yeah, in all fairness, like we're not even trying to rip on Mario Lopez. Not at all. Um, it's just... Uh, because I you know because I mean People love stuff like that it's just Funny like when you see the 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 level of stars That that peloton Works with You know
3: it's yeah there's There's level and unfortunately we All there's levels of of Stars in any industry sure, and yeah. so So there's beyonce and Then there's and
1: mccartney and madonna Yeah and then and And shonda rhimes I mean just
3: Huge Huge, names Huge names Huge
1: names And then then Ashelon's like big like We are Mario Lopez Yeah (laughs) It's just kind of like Okay That's That's nice
3: Well It makes them happy
1: Yes Although I've heard really good things about the new Saved by the Bell show
3: I want to check it out Yeah I totally love Saved by the Bell when I was a kid
1: It's on Peacock And the showrunner is uh, I think she used to be one of the main writers on 30 Rock And they They say it's actually It's actually pretty good
3: I I don't doubt it That sounds like a great Great showrunner
1: And then uh, while we're uh, torturing Crystal by talking about Echelon.
3: We really are. uh, (laughs) We are torturing Crystal.
1: They they decided to get into the Joe Biden can't get his Peloton in the White House game (laughs) by posting on Instagram that they would bring a bike that.
3: Doesn't It doesn't have a tablet, so right. therefore he can ride it. But yeah. what, what good is it if he doesn't have a tablet? Right. Also, it has a Mac address, so it still wouldn't fit their security protocol. So that's <laughs> just silly. But um, if anybody is still worried he's not getting a Peloton, I just want to be very clear that like he will get his Peloton oh, bike. He, it will be fine.
1: He's getting a Peloton. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's fine.
1: Don't you worry. You're pretty little head about it. I'm
3: just like, oh, Echelon. Yeah. He's not going to change to Echelon. No. You don't go to Peloton and then go, oh, I think I'll move to Echelon because yeah. it doesn't have a tablet.
1: <laughs> and then Apple Fitness announced they are doing an artist collaboration
3: now. Yeah. And uh, Jackie Sincotta posted this in Run, Left, Run, Lift, and Live. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted to have a picture of it specifically because I could care less that they have an artist series.
1: And Dolly Parton's a good one.
3: Dolly Parton's amazing. Yeah. Love Dolly Parton. But what... Really catches my eye about this is How much it looks exactly like A freaking peloton ad
1: yeah really? i Mean it's <laughs> from a from a graphic Design standpoint it, i mean You really would have to stop and Focus on the fact that they
2: have I Totally
3: did i was yeah. like they already Did dolly Part- oh yeah. <laughs> yeah i had to do a double take on This so i find that fascinating that Was my big takeaway from it i mean Apple has rights to so many Music so many so many Large catalogs of music it right. should not be Difficult for them to get licensing for Any of these and
1: they have all the money In the world right but so like
3: this is not Shocking no it's just it's a shame That it looks exactly like Peloton totally. I Would like to see them do something a Little different it's uh, a, it's, fr- it says a lot about Peloton it says actually. a
1: lot of it and it says A lot about Apple when they you know when You have to stoop to copy in someone's Work that's just lazy
3: it is it is
1: And then finally, uh, John Mills posted over in Run, Lift, and Live about... um
3: Nautilus dropping two new products. We've got a Max Trainer M9, which he says is not so exciting, and the new Bowflex T22 treadmill. So he says it's very similar to their T10 treadmill, but it has a 22-inch screen. And uh, he said that... He thinks that the intent is to better compete with the Tread Plus, okay, and uh, but it doesn't have the slats and it costs twenty seven hundred dollars. So in his mind, this is going to sell well because it's uh it's kind of like an intermediate more it's more akin to the Tread minus, well, lack of better words, okay. I mean, just the regular Tread that yeah. Peloton is coming out with, and um, he thinks that that they're kind of trying to stay in the race, but right now he's still seeing that it's Peloton and I and Icon. Nautilus has a earnings call coming up though in a couple of weeks, so we'll see.
1: I think right now all of those companies are doing well. I just when people talk about like the 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 Corona bubble for these fitness companies, I don't think Peloton's going to experience it, but I think a lot of these other companies are.
2: Peloton celebrity sightings.
1: Apparently, uh, Jennifer Garner is a fan of the Peloton.
3: Yeah. And we've talked about this before because she has done. um, Well, I didn't know so much that she was a fan of meditation classes specific to Peloton. But she has done um, live videos with Chelsea uh, Jackson Roberts. Mm -hmm. And they talk about meditation, obviously, because she's a meditation teacher. Right.
1: That's kind of her jam.
3: Yeah. But apparently, um, and I, I guess I missed this because there was like a whole week last year that she had a whole like. Gen- that jennifer garner like put together a thing for peloton oh, and okay. i guess i missed that yeah and um but she's she loves her meditation and her favorite meditation to use is peloton so i thought that was very cool whole article written about it
1: yeah totally yeah and then uh adrian williams was on Shondaland which is the Shonda Rhimes podcast.
3: Yeah. And he talks all about the death in his family that led to Peloton. Okay, And so it gives his entire backstory, which, as you know, I'm a huge fan of hearing that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I love hearing the stories of how they got here. So uh, you definitely do not want to miss this. And if you don't get to listen to it, um, whenever Thompson's out the newsletter, the uh, article has the entire translation of the article. Transcription, transcription of, the, yeah. of like the entire conversation.
1: And then finally, uh, we've had another uh, celebrity sighting, another new celebrity entering the world. Well, new to Peloton. <laughs> Definitely not a new celebrity, <laughs> but it was shown on uh, on Facebook this week. He posted that Mark Lindsay. Got a Peloton So if people don't know Who Mark Lindsay is He was the former Lead singer of Paul Revere And the Raiders So Aww, And so, there
3: you are With him Yeah
1: here So I don't have a, He just posted A picture of a Peloton So I don't want not have a picture Of him on his Peloton But I have a picture Of me with him
3: And Mickey Dolenz And Mickey
1: Dolenz He's the one in the picture Who's not Mickey Dolenz <laughs> And uh, He's but,
3: the one To the Tom's left Yes So <laughs> so
1: yeah, Mark Paul Revere and the Raiders for the for the the people listening who are like under 100 years old. They had a, a, quite a few hit songs. They had a song called kicks and then they actually sang the original version of stepping stone, oh. which was then later covered by the monkeys and became a much, much, much bigger hit. And if you know one Paul Revere and the Raiders song, it's going to be um, Indian Reservation. Okay. Cherokee People song.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: The one Tom, Tim McGraw. I, I was samples. like, you
3: mean Tim McGraw song? Well, he
1: <laughs> takes that one part, but yeah, the Indian yeah. Reservation, like that was a Mark. I think that's technically a Mark Lindsay solo song, but then okay. they released it as a part. It's a weird story, but. But that is Mark Lindsay, and he just got – he didn't have COVID, but he had every symptom of COVID. And they tested him three times, I think it was, and he kept coming up negative, but he had all the same symptoms. And they don't know what, but he's better now. And his wife was like – and as you can see by the picture, the dude's in good shape for his age. totally. And and still sounds great, too. And he – uh, and so his wife was like We're going to keep you Even healthier And we're going to get you A Peloton so, Well
3: I love that Yeah Well Tom Pull all your music strings And get him on the show
1: I will see Well he just got it So he doesn't have anything To talk about yet Yeah.
3: We'll make it happen It's fine <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can think Of something Okay
1: <laughs> And then Kendall Had a uh, Another movie right
3: Yeah One of her movie buff series This one Was all Movie musicals, So okay. like The Greatest Showman kay. That kind of thing And uh it I haven't gotten to take it yet, but the pictures looked amazing and fun. So, definitely. <laughs> did she check dress that up out.
1: as things like she has in the past? She's yeah. still doing that? Yeah. Awesome.
3: To go with the theme.
1: And then Selena Samuela. <laughs> did I say that right? You did. I always feel like I'm going to say it wrong. Had uh, an interesting Instagram post. An interesting gram post. That's <laughs> what we call them.
3: <laughs> well, this cracks me up. So, this is really. Uh, uh, an advertisement For the Rock This playlist That okay. she was doing She was doing Because uh, Spot- they teamed up Peloton teamed up With Spotify la- This week And um, they had a Rock This playlist And several of the Instructors joined in But this cracked me up Because this is Selena Selena uh, in apparently the 90s
1: <laughs> trying to look like Courtney love
3: well she was in a band like oh, so, okay. so so that's why I felt this was interesting because her she's had a lot of different like stages in her life and this was her music stage okay and so um the, it it's very 90s and this was her in her band like gotcha she was she was do
1: we know what the name of the band was
3: um uh, I think it might say down further. So she talks about, um, she's talking about the other people in her band. She doesn't say her music. Oh, wait. We wrote, they wrote P.S. at Joe Fox. That was the night we wrote Jesus Son. Also, I didn't go anywhere with my music career, but Joe did. And Star Transmission opened up for Hole. So, hey, let's just enjoy the ride. So I guess guess it it doesn't say.
1: Okay. Well, maybe it was Star Transmission. She said they opened up for Hole, which is funny because I, I said that she looked like Courtney Love, so.
3: Well, to be fair, I think at Star Transmission is that person's Instagram. Oh, I'm handle. all
1: confused. Tom
3: doesn't do Instagram.
1: <laughs> I don't. I always feel 100 years old when I'm trying to use Instagram. I'm halfway there.
3: But maybe that was the name of the band. I truly don't know. I didn't go research it. I just thought it was an interesting post. I didn't like go fact check it, <laughs> I didn't dig that deep. But also, if you didn't notice, they had a Rock This playlist and there were other. Uh, so it was. Uh, Selena and Kristen McGee and Emma Lovewell all had classes that for rock this. so you might want to check that out.
1: And then Peloton has new uh, stuff to make you a stronger runner.
3: Yes, so um, what they did is a bunch of different run- strength for runners classes. They put them together in a collection. okay so so they're n-
1: stacking for you.
3: Well, yeah, but not. You don't have to take them all at once. In fact, I wouldn't recommend that you take them all at once. You're <laughs> supposed to spread these out with you, you know, to help with your running. And the reason these are great is these collections. You can find them, and like you know that those are classes you want to take if you're a runner. Yeah. You don't have to like dig through all of the strength classes to, to be like, what should I do as a runner to get stronger? Okay. That's why these collections are so helpful. And now that they've updated the Android app. That you actually can see the collections It's nice because now you can pull it up on your Android app because you couldn't for (laughs) Years Um, and so of course You can see that on your your uh, apple app As well
1: and then there's also A new boot camp challenge
3: Yeah. So you have two weeks to take four different boot camp classes. And from what I can tell, it was the tread classes because it was Maddie and Selena that were on an Instagram live talking through all kinds of boot camp questions. And so whenever they talked about the challenge, they only talked about tread classes. And I don't remember the exact dates, but it's approximately 14 days for classes.
1: And then finally, there's a new artist series this time featuring Post Malone. Yeah, I'm like has he been around long enough to?
3: Well, I mean, all it doesn't it doesn't have to be a long time. All they need is. I just
1: was like, is there enough songs to yeah. put together a class? You
3: know, he has a lot of songs, <laughs> he has.
1: and a lot of these guys, as they start, they make mixtapes, and exactly,
3: you know- and they they do. Um- they collaborate with other musicians, so he's probably on other right. other musicians. Totally, stuff. but um, but yeah, people love Post Malone. A lot of people are really excited oh, about he's this one. Massive, I know, yeah. I know. And I, I, this is one of those artists that, like, when I hear a song by him, mm-hmm. I like it, and then later go, somebody will be like, "That was Post Malone," I'm like, "Oh, okay, like, okay. I don't, I don't listen to the." Radio anymore right. so like I don't Know I don't like see the artist With the name right that often but I I almost always like his music I don't Think I like it enough to be like woo post Malone but <laughs> again as we've Already talked about that's a good thing I shouldn't be lo- Loving every single artist collaboration Or they're doing something wrong
1: precisely
2: Checking in with the Peloton community
1: So uh, joining us today via the magic of zoom tube is Bob Tremor Sometimes I jokingly say if that's your real name, but it's It's
3: not, it's not.
1: So Happy holidays everybody you've, you've robbed me of that joke Call you Rob Tremor <laughs> So uh, we've referenced some of your tweets and and digital digging in the past uh, You're pretty good at uh, getting into the the background and
3: yeah we don't even know what to call it because yeah, we don't it's know what hacking. it is yeah like you're not, not hacking something not, but not, I don't.
0: let's call it deep data analysis there oh, we go okay, we'll yeah. okay. Yeah. i
3: like that is that the politically correct term
0: <laughs> it is not it is not i'm sure you're going to ask me it is not hacking okay um yeah. but uh I, I think deep data analysis is uh that's really what i do on twitter and that, that's what i'm doing here okay because yeah, you're not doing damage no, to anything no no yeah. In,
3: in fact, in fact, you and I have talked offline and you have a deep love of Peloton, just like we do. And uh, your data diving comes from a place of of love and protection for Peloton. Oh, probably.
0: absolutely. I, I'm as passionate about Peloton and the brand and, and the company and the, the people who run it as probably anyone listening uh, to you all. I just just a fantastic company. I'm I'm 100 percent behind them.
3: Awesome. So having said that, when did you come across Peloton originally?
0: I was not. In the fitness world beforehand, we're not not going to the gym, what have you, but I probably started hearing about it probably late 2019. And then obviously the commercial, you guys just had Monica on the other day, uh, the commercial came out and I'm like, man, this really looks like a neat product. I think (laughs) instead of hauling myself and my wife down to the gym 20 miles away, we could just do it right here. And it seems... I'm obviously very computer literate. I would love to have a computer literate machine to work out with and check my stats, deep data analysis. (laughs) And uh, it would be a lot of fun. And then shortly after that, um, I bought stock in Peloton. And I told my wife, I said, listen, if we can make enough money to buy a Peloton in the stock, we're just going to go ahead and buy it. And to no surprise of anyone, it did not take long at all. Yeah, uh, so we we bought it real quick.
3: That's awesome. So you you bought the stock and then sold the stock too.
0: No, to- no, I I refuse to sell my Peloton stock. Okay, okay. I've only bought more. <laughs> I've only bought more.
3: That's how I feel about it. Like Tom and I have talked about, we're like we could make so much money at this point, but like oh, I don't want to because I think I think there's a large future ahead of us
0: <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely okay. no, it's, it's been you know, we're not here for that but the stock my first purchase I think I'm up uh, around 350 percent and nice. I've made many more from that so it, it's just just a great company people love it and people buying buying the bikes and the treads
3: yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so now, are you a bike owner only? Do You have a tread. What is your Peloton uh, status?
0: <laughs> I would love to have a tread. Okay. I would love to have a tread, but the room situation—we're not quite there yet. But totally. uh, one day we will have the tread. Right now, we just have the bike. We got that uh, just June of this year.
3: Okay. Awesome. You need that
0: stock to do a little bit better, and then you can get the house to
1: put the tread in. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're not far off. Where I'm trying to swing my wife on an addition, so we can have one of those, you know, full length window.
3: Like a four seasons room to put our yeah.
0: tread And our bike in But yeah. we'll see
3: Yeah uh, Eric Goodman Who's also been interviewed On the mm-hmm. show He has his like In his sun room And uh, he posts These really cool uh, Like time lapse photography. So like when he works wow. out First thing in the morning Or like during the sunset You can see the sky Going across As he's running And stuff It's really cool It's really cool <laughs> Neat <laughs> uh, That would be my dream To have that But our yard is super tiny so. And uh, it
1: backs up To a busy road
3: Yeah so there's That's not. <laughs> going to be a so, thing
1: it's like oh look a toyota camry yeah but that's not i mean camry's are nice yeah I'm but it's to not quite the people view who have camry. that i
3: was thinking of. right <laughs> yes. okay so what was your fitness level like before you said you weren't necessarily was, going to the it, gym
0: it, it was pretty sedentary to okay. be honest with you uh but uh so the doctor, yeah yeah doc said listen Listen, more. you got to you got to lose a couple. So uh, I think I'm down since June, probably about twenty five, thirty pounds and nice. haven't changed anything in the diet. I, it's just it's a phenomenal product, uh, you know, and I'm so happy. I, I, I'm sure you all have talked about in the past. I'm so happy that Peloton doesn't push the whole weight loss program because yes. there's a lot of shenanigans going on in that area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you're just dedicated to the product and. Stuff just comes naturally You just get fitter Whether it's weight loss Or whether you're just Building muscle mass It's just f- fantastic
1: I think this is uh, Where the Peloton Business model Really benefits The consumer As well as Peloton Because I, I don't want to li- I mean I'm not saying that I Fully seems very sincere And like Absolutely. a good person but, Absolutely But it, I don't think It's entirely altruistic In that If you push it as weight loss And you lose the weight We see what people do Like oh I got my goal I'm done now and then you put it back on and you stop using the product. Well, or if they want you to keep spending that 40 bucks a month on a subscription, then
3: that's a that's a different kind of pushing of things. Right. So, so
1: imaging it as weight loss. It would encourage the end user to to fall out of usage with the product right. where if all they are selling you is a product, which is what everyone before them was doing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like once you have that initial transaction, like
3: they don't. Like there's no real the reason kind of to don't continue. Care. How many
1: more bikes are they going to sell you? How many more treadmills are they going to sell you? How many That's more masters or Bowflexes?es
3: <laughs>
4: Bowflex High?
1: Uh, <laughs> are they going to sell you? And so we're in this situation, like they, you know,
3: they're selling the community. They're selling a
1: relationship. Everybody talks about a bike, but ultimately, the first product they created was a treadmill, and it's the treadmill of getting yeah. your forty bucks a month.
0: It's a lifestyle. Yeah. It's, it's truly a lifestyle change. I mean, wh- I've had the product since June. I've done 226 workouts. My wife is over 200 workouts. We just enjoy it.
3: That's fabulous. Yeah. Now, are you guys just doing bike content or do you do you use some of the other content?
0: I primarily do bike. Uh, my wife, just the Pilates classes just came out the other day. She's very excited about that. She did all the core workouts with for or eight week program. So she's She's deeply invested in both bike and the other half, so good for her.
3: Awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Okay, all right. So let's get into these stats that you're you're pulling down from the Peloton yep. website server. Let's just start there. How does it work? What, where exactly are you getting this information?
1: In a way that regular people can understand.
3: Yeah we yeah. we need the right. <laughs> we need the dumbed down version.
0: <laughs> all right, I, I'm probably going to have to hedge a little bit here. Sure. Um, Understood. Um, to what Crystal was talking about earlier, to an earlier point, this data probably shouldn't be available. Right. it is available to someone who knows where to look who's resourceful I guess um, I've been in computers for 30 40 years so I'm probably more resourceful than most but you um, want to give I, people
1: a how-to right
0: on- I don't want to give people right. a how- to and I've reached out to peloton security they have they have a whole security team out there and I've reached out to them several times over the last month or two with a few things some they fixed, some I, I'm trusting that they're working on so I I think we all understand the concerns Mm -hmm. in that these numbers are out here, and that there's competitors. Obviously, is number one someone Mm -hmm. like Lululemon or Nike. is, I mean, we know Lululemon and Nike also sell in the Peloton store. They know what their sales are. Right. But obviously, they are a direct competitor outside just in the apparel market. And then we have people I primarily on Twitter, I'm primarily kind of in the financial Twitter area. And there's a whole other group of people. I have a lot of analysts following me and people can potentially retrieve very confidential information as to what their next quarterly results are gonna be based upon apparel. Uh, That said, going back to the original point is that it's available. I'm giving the security team uh, time to fix it uh, before I really post a whole lot more. I'm trying to be vague, but at at some point in time there, if Peloton doesn't choose to close this area, I'm going to have to assume that it's okay to be public data, and i am be happy to post as much uh, information as I have, but right now, I have full access to their inventory levels across everything in the apparel area. Wow. don't have access to anything in bikes, and we know that there's also that accessory area with yoga mats and dumbbells and things like that. I do not have access to that area, but uh, everything in the apparel section, accessories, clothing, thats that's all completely available right now. Okay. Is- I just have a qu- is sure. is that
1: something that you see a lot on other retail type sites, or have you ever even looked?
0: I've looked somewhat. I'm actually uh, my day job is actually in omni-channel logistics, uh, so I deal a lot with Shopify and things of that nature. A lot of our accounts are in uh, direct fulfillment to customers, just like Peloton is. In fact, okay. I'm sure Peloton works with companies uh, that are similar sure, directly to mine, though they do not work with my company. I've not seen other data out there. Obviously, I haven't done a comprehensive of sure. all the popular sites, but this area that I'm accessing, I hesitate to say it. There's no reason it should be there. Gotcha. I can speculate that it's there because perhaps someone just didn't think it all the way through. Okay. And it's still there and like that. Um, and i am they'll carry it through to disguising or hiding this data. Okay. Gotcha. So, I didn't know
1: if it was just a quirk of retail right, shopping right. software that yeah. you know, but it sounds like it's I know not.
0: why it's there, I can tell you that. I, I know why it's there, but the reason it's there is related to the experience of shopping and that portion of the retail experience is very minor, and if it went away, I don't think anyone would notice.
3: Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> How does it enhance your experience? Like, well, I don't think you okay yeah if yeah. you can't answer that then that's cool okay moving on
1: uh <laughs> he, would have, he would have led with that if he was willing to share it I... <laughs>
3: next question um yeah. okay so you mentioned though that you found like bradley rose you found when that mm. was listed and you mm-hmm. found pilates mm-hmm. so like is this in yeah. the same quote-unquote area
0: uh it's a different area it's a different avenue of Gaining access to information. So it is different. But yes, anyone with really a, a passion for data probably can access this data. I don't think I know anything particularly special. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that I I really enjoy digging into Peloton, every aspect, not just apparel. Uh, and my, my Twitter feed is filled with probably 10 different topics. Apparel is just a, a portion of that, probably less than 10%. But the data is there, uh, whether it's instructors, whether it's classes, uh, the the whole gambit, uh, I try to find uh, anything I can.
3: Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) Okay. So now do you, okay, so the information that you've seen about their clothing, their inventory Mm. line, do you feel like that's a significant portion of their revenue or not?
0: It's probably not. And I I don't want to dive into the fascinating world of Securities and Exchange Commission quarterly filings, but (laughs) since we're here, (laughs) I'll just do it briefly. Last year, Pell Time pulled in roughly $1.8 billion Is that all? Uh, in, in revenue, not just in sales. And in, sure. in actual, they put in their checking account $1.8 billion. About $20 million was apparel. Okay. So it, it's very small. Uh, they reported it in a section in their filings called Other, which... Is not well defined in their quarterly reports, but it is defined as mostly apparel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there might be some other things. Maybe they're including dumbbells. I don't think I think that's actually going to the hardware side, to be honest with you. But maybe they have other small areas of revenue. Well, look, uh, 20 my first, million out of 1.8
1: billion is almost nothing. Yeah, My first thought for other that's non apparel was probably like revenue from the juice bar. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. That it's just like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you, you go. You've you got to point.
3: log that
0: somewhere. Absolutely, you know what I mean. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Yeah. There so, you go.
3: That's that's unfortunately we're not
0: going to know that figure moving forward. That twenty million dollar figure because they've chosen for whatever reason to go ahead and move it. They've decided to merge it in their other two major categories, which is subscriptions and hardware. So why do you think We that no is? longer we have stopped receiving information on their apparel.
3: And and why do you think they chose to move that? Any thoughts? I mean, I know you'd just be speculating. I can only speculate.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I can, yeah. I can only speculate. But I think there's two reasons, maybe a, a sub reason or two. But one reason uh, we'll get out of the way, and that is the accounting folks just said, "Listen, listen, John. Getting this other stuff is just a real hassle. Breaking out these numbers into this other category, which is what half of a percent, probably even less than our total revenue. It's, it's frankly not worth the ink printed on the page. Can we just move it into everything else? No one will ever notice it." So the accounting folks could be one side or maybe some accounting regulations. Others just doesn't make sense to them. The other thing is that Peloton, who likes, I I think we we all know, likes to mimic Apple in in many ways. I think Peloton kind of looks up to Apple in many ways. Mm -hmm. Apple stopped disclosing their iPhone numbers and those types of numbers anymore to analysts. They decide it's our business. We're not obligated to tell you how many iPhones we sell. We're, We're going to stop doing it. Peloton could be doing the same thing. And that is apparel. And this is where it kind of gets in two different sub reasons. Apparel is so low, it might be embarrassing, to, to be honest with you, to put 15 million on a 20 million on a, on a quarterly sheet, or they expect it to explode someday in the future if they launch other things that they could do with e-commerce and apparel. And maybe they don't Want people to understand how big it is Exploded
2: Hmm. so So, those
0: are my Two theories
1: so i i would lean more Towards the second one the explosion theory Because it's like even though it's small In relation if you mean How many bowflex leggings Are they selling you know what i mean like when you When you compare it to other Other similar companies Like nobody's moving product Like that so even though it's In the grand scheme of things not a huge Number it's also found Money I think I don't think they ever thought. Oh, and we'll make millions of dollars off of merchandise. Well, I know,
3: I know they didn't because yeah. when we had Jill Foley on, she she specifically said like it was this was it, the boutique just started as a like not a lark but like like oh what, yeah I guess we'll have a little thing over you here. know yeah. people people asked for it so they did yeah. it and then and then it's just kind of it's it to me since since we started since I had Peloton it has exploded yeah but um I
1: mean it's become its own lifestyle brand.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, by far, by far, the most engagement that I hear from people is when is the next line coming out? You know, (laughs) like people are crazy over that. But I also didn't know if it had anything to do with the fact that um, so much of what is bought in the boutique is through referral credits that they don't really want to put that out there either. You know, they don't really because I guess if you kind of looked worked into it backwards, somehow you might be able to figure out what their referral credits are or aren't and how much people are really spending. I don't know. That's just another another thought that goes through my head.
0: Yeah. And you have a longer history than I do with a boutique. When the boutique first came out, I also track, um, one of the things I track is every week I do a log of the vendors who sell on Peloton and how many items each one of those vendors has for the various men's or women's clothing lines. So right now they have like 13 vendors out there with the Lululemons and the Four Laps, et cetera, et cetera. But when the first with boutique's first launched, was it simply peloton gear or was it only like lululemon gear
3: lululemon just started about a year and a half two years ago uh doing those um it was it wasn't just peloton but it was not the partnerships we see today that is fairly new in in the history of peloton so that's that's why i kind of find interesting because like there was a while that it was like almost all Peloton branded, and then there, then they started doing some partnerships, and they started doing partnerships with like Therese leggings, and then they started doing partnerships with 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 W I C H, and uh, and then Lululemon came in, um and and Nike came in, so that's it's kind of been interesting to watch. Because now they have Langston and Soulfire and Beyond Yoga. None of that stuff used to be there. So it's it's kind of, for me, it's like it's just been this huge explosion. But I guess if you, mm-hmm. you know, from your point of view, I totally get what you're saying. If you've only been watching it for a year and a half, it doesn't seem like that crazy. <laughs> but but watching when it's like it used to be that when you went to a sale, like they always did this giant sale at HRI. And when you went to that sale, you used to be able to go in yeah. and get everything you wanted from the year and get m- mega percentages off Yeah,
1: pennies on the dollar and yeah. and
3: now they're i mean well this last year we had no sale but but even it's the the inventory isn't there it's selling out so fast and i don't know if that's on purpose i don't know if like they like to keep it small if there's a reason for that to keep it exclusive there's like a million reasons i can think of but it it's always been fascinating to me to watch
4: yeah
0: yeah, I can tell you since I came across this data, which is, is fairly recent, I don't want to say exactly when I, <laughs> I, I found this area, but to be honest with you, I'm surprised at how low the inventories was as to my expectations. It may be perfectly normal for them. They may be thinking they're bringing in just enough, or or maybe they're bringing in a lot. But I can tell you from my expectations as an investor, I expected to see a lot of five-digit numbers, uh, you know, tens of thousands of uh, leggings or what have you. And I was, I was quite shocked that That they weren't quite those numbers very frequently. Huh. Hmm. That is interesting. I can't help but feel that they like
1: the optics of things moving quickly.
3: I do, too. You know, I mean, I think this year was extreme. Sure. (laughs) I would agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) But in the past, they've they've never not sold out of things like they've never had a a drop that didn't sell out within a a week or two since since I've been around. Uh, I'm not going to say every single item. But a lot of the items sold out. Um, but now this year, it, with mm-hmm. the exception of the last drop, this year, it's been like it, it sells out in seconds. It's crazy. And so that's why I, mm-hmm. that's why I was curious about the data that you're seeing. I'm like, did did they increase it significantly with this last drop or was it that it was just not as palatable to people? Because obviously that can be a thing, too. I mean, it's just it's kind of the data person in me is curious about that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I was kind of. I was thinking again. You have a longer history, but obviously, with COVID, deliveries slowed. Yes. Uh, though the overall market has expanded, but I think a lot of people are. I'm assuming a lot of people had hordes of promo codes that they were waiting to spend. Yes. And waiting for apparel drops. Yeah. And a lot of that went out early in the year, and then not as many promo codes came into people's pockets because deliveries and sales have slowed down a little mm-hmm. bit and I'm hoping promo codes go out, you know, and obviously I don't know the future of promo codes, whether they'll stand the test of time or not, mm-hmm. but um, certainly that's, we assume it's a portion of what people spend. Uh, we don't know the entire figure of that, but yeah, it, it, it is interesting that it seems sellouts are, are getting smaller, whether it's due to higher inventories or whether it's due to less demand or whether it's due not enough promo codes. It's, it's all interesting. It is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I can't help but think it's because they're, Increasing the, the supply just because they're, they're bringing in More subscribers than ever
3: That that was my assumption because Because of the timing I predicted That this would happen over the, the year Because back in April and May, people started getting upset over it. By July they were furious over how fast the things were going. And I was like, just hang in there because eventually you know, you have to order this stuff six months in advance. Right. So if you figure it took they had this major influx of people, by the end of that six months they'll be more caught up and it'll start to it'll start to kinda of chill out. And here we are, another six months into that and things have kind of leveled out. So in my head that's what it is. But But,
1: <laughs> but you're probably also I would Think seeing an influx of referral credits because right. because you had not only all these New people buying bikes but you had a lot of people
3: by the bike pluses buy,
1: upgrade themselves From the bike to the bike yeah. plus so i'm sure they gave themselves a referral credit so they Could go to the boutique right right, right. so you, you know so you got to figure the lion's share Of those bike pluses probably had a referral credit attached to them hmm.
0: mm-hmm
3: Although I have to oh. say Most of the bike pluses At the very beginning You couldn't even get a You couldn't get a referral code Oh really? Yeah um, Kind of similar to what they did With the tread Like they were the ones selling it So you really couldn't get a referral From them just launching it That gotcha. was That's how they kind of approached it I'm not saying that was The way they handled it Across the board mm-hmm. I know people that got Exceptions to that But I think that That was their thought Sorry we just went down A really deep Sorry. rabbit hole Sorry <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So you said it doesn't really take a lot of specialized knowledge to necessarily do what you're doing. What about closing the holes? Like, does that take, does that take like the security team needs to have a level of know-how to know how to, if they know where the the information is that probably shouldn't be there, do they need to know a certain set of skills to go close it?
0: Yeah, there's security team. And again, I kind of deal in the area. I don't want to get too deep into it, but there's security teams do a lot of things and and they don't do a lot of things. I've reported two, there were two gaps around inventory. They, I reported one and they closed it. There is this secondary one that is still open. It's probably not the traditional role of the security team to know how to fix this second hole, Mm -hmm. but certainly I would hope Within Peloton staff, someone does. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm deeply hoping that they have forwarded that to those individuals.
3: Okay. Gotcha. All right.
0: So other
1: than what you discussed about that kind of data gap, make something better about the consumer experience. Is there any other potential benefit as to why they would leave
0: that available? I really can't see any other benefit to it. I think there's probably other ways to replicate the consumer experience that this data is attempting to do or or is doing right now. Other than that, again, I'm a big Peloton fan, but I I think it was just overlooked and perhaps just not enough time spent rolling out this area that I'm looking at. And someone probably should have raised the flag and said, it's probably not appropriate to have our inventory accessible to anyone.
3: You know, I could I could see that being the case just because they've grown so fast. Right. And, and we've talked to to several different people at different levels. And as they've grown, they've always kept it very lean. Like that's always been their background of like, keep keep our workforce lean. So I think that's gotten better as they've grown. But especially in the early years, people were doing eight different jobs because they were lean. And so I think that what you're saying as a theory makes a lot of sense that it might've gotten overlooked just because there were so many other things happening as they grew that that wasn't necessarily something anybody yeah. thought about digging deeply into.
1: Yeah. So in all your,
0: and, uh, and as it's not on a huge revenue generator, yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So in all the digging that you've done, has there been any other weird, funny, quirky thing that you've stumbled upon that isn't necessarily like some crazy data breach, but it's just <laughs> like, well, that's, funny or that's fascinating
0: on the instructor side there's some probably photos that not everyone has seen uh some of those are i wouldn't say humorous but they're certainly interesting um we also have full access uh and this is this is again a, a different area and i think there are other people who have have fallen who, who know about this area i'm talking about not inventory but the other areas is that uh, we have a full instructor listing from day one uh we know that or at least i can conjecture that Apparently, one of their very first uh, instructors was Mariah Carey. What? Uh, it is actually right there, along with Alex and Christine and Leanne, is Mariah Carey. I don't think Mariah Carey, what? correct me if I'm wrong.
4: I she has never
0: she done instructor. a class.
3: That's never been a thing.
0: I wonder if that was like them just creating <laughs> so dummy she pages. she was probably one of their very first yeah, when they were setting it up, you know, they're like, "Who can I put in here?" And someone <laughs> said, "Put Mariah Carey in there," and and, and they did. <laughs> Mariah Carey's still. There. I could, uh, it's it's still there. <laughs> that's oh, funny. that's funny.
3: Is there an instructor named Ted on the list?
0: Would you like me to look?
3: I would. There's a long-standing joke in the community about Ted because um, one of the very first commercials that was a Peloton commercial on actual TV, which back in the day was mind-blowing, Yeah. Um, there, there was like on the leaderboard, it showed, or the instructor, it showed Ted as an instructor. And everyone was like, who is Ted? <laughs> like, who is this guy?
0: <laughs> Ted Carey.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's Mariah's husband. <laughs>
0: Well, let's see here. Ted is as uh, common let me just see here. Um
3: I wanna be like, share your there,
0: screen. Yeah, there is. <laughs> what what um
3: I can't remember what, his last name.
0: Uh, did you say that this person's last name? I
3: don't remember what it was. It used to say I wanna say it was like Ted A okay. or something, and I really can't remember. You can say it though. <laughs>
0: And this I I haven't gone through the the entire area that I'm looking at, but this might be a legitimate person. So I apologize if this is or a former instructor, because we have access to all their former and current instructors, about 150 on total. Ted King. Interesting. This person looks kind of legitimate. Okay. so this might have been uh, and I'll, I'll cycle through and see if there's any other Ted's. But certainly Ted King is is there. Oh, says he was a Garmin instructor.
3: Interesting. Huh. Huh. Well, sure enough, there's a I don't know if it's the same guy, but there is a a Ted King on uh, a retired Instagram.
1: American professional road racing cyclist mm-hmm. who last rode for UCI pro team yeah. Cannondale Garmin.
3: Well, there you go. Turned- I'm pretty sure that was a thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> You've answered a question.
3: <laughs> a long-standing yeah. mystery. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, that's really funny. And I
0: think we know, and I think it's already been discussed. I know I I put it on Twitter as soon as I discovered it, and I I think it has moved other places as well. Is we have uh, Fernandez. I think that's now somewhat common knowledge that she's at least being entertained or, or at least being discussed. And then there's uh, Goron as well, who's I haven't heard that um, one yet. Yes, Goron Yernek. He's also in there, and he has the same fingerprints that Cliff had when he was hired. So his profile before he was before he was announced, Cliff profile looked like a certain way.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And there are three other people's profiles who look the same way. And that is, uh, well, Peloton has done a little bit of cleaning. <laughs> I, I've archived all this data, so I, I have it before they did some cleaning, whether it's because of me or who knows why, but they did a little bit of cleaning. But there's um, Brad, Bradley mm-hmm. Rose, Mm -hmm. There's uh, Mary, I believe it's Mariana Fernandez. Okay. And then there is Goran Yornek. And they all have the same fingerprint that Cliff had before he was officially elevated.
1: What does that mean? I'm sorry, I don't know what you mean by that.
3: Uh, I think he means like digital fingerprint.
0: So, yeah, before, before Peloton announces it to the world... I have a feeling they already know. They probably hired this person, what, 30, 60, 90 days ago? At they least did a cause it's like six months like of training. And so, yeah. So the paperwork. Went down and down and down and down to the person who ran the the Peloton members uh, website and they said, OK, well, uh, we've got Cliff. He's going to be hired. And that person probably very innocently said, OK, well, let me input him into the database for lack of a better way. Just to way. have it ready to and go. And I'm just going to put some test data here. I'm just going to do a little uh, put some default values. Uh, but they do put his name. They put Cliff Davis. Everything else is empty. You know, that little uh, profile we had on Cliff, you know, Cliff was an instructor. He's an instructor in Germany. He did. He used to, he came from this background. He came from that background. That's all null. That's all has no data whatsoever. Okay. Um, and his first, and, and then there's some other areas. So all this, his name is there. These other areas are defaulted. There's a few other key items that uh, I'll use the word again, fingerprinted that they look very unique. And right now we have three people who look very unique, just like Cliff did before he was a before the database person said, "All right, let me fully enter his data," and that is uh, Bradley uh, Fernandez and uh, Goran Juric.
3: Interesting. Hmm. I feel like Mariana might be uh, the person who's going to do the uh, Spanish language classes because we've been talking about that for quite a while that we anticipate those coming. And uh, so that that makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. Yeah. And then is it looking like Bradley and the other guy are going to be in the UK? Can you tell?
0: That's tough to say. I can tell again what the initial data person what what they entered as their discipline. Mm-hmm. Um, we knew Mela; uh, she was she was uh, yoga, and uh, Cliff was cycling. Brad is listed as cycling. Goran is listed as I'm hoping I'm saying this. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing his name. Goran is listed as cycling. So that is the initial entry for for the people that we have. Whether, you know, take it for what it's worth. Uh, a data entry person, hopefully, you know they're cueing it right. But I don't have the the Nation from which they'll be broadcasting From
1: okay gotcha and then I guess we should ask because I would think someone Will probably want to know uh, None of this affects User da- data right
0: Oh good question zero okay. Zero there's CPI or the Confidential personal information All that data is locked up in a vault No, no one can get to that data.
3: oh good Cool That's I just
1: because when we're talking about all this I was just thinking like people might be wondering and I was Pretty sure that was the answer but I'm like people Are probably wondering like wait 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 They've got if my credit card information. To to. Yeah. They've got my, you know, like, you know, do I need no. to be concerned? No. And it sounds like, at least with your level of skills, everything's okay. <laughs> and no. the, they seem. Yeah, I level. mean, it,
0: it's nice to have these early insights into instructors and classes, and I post them as soon as I, I find them. The inventory thing. It's not bikes and treads. If it was bikes and treads, analysts would be climbing all over this and, and there'd be a big scramble because $1.8 billion, is it would affect the stock price right. immediately. Absolutely. And, and it's not bikes and treads. It's apparel, which is a fairly minor thing. So in the scheme of things, we've got some fun stuff on the rumor side that they could ask that data clerk to stop entering. As, <laughs> you know, Maybe enter it the day of, or maybe the day before, instead of months in advance. Uh, and then on the inventory thing, I think someone can easily... Fix that as well, but it's not affecting the security, the confidentiality with the revenue that they have currently. If they eventually grow e to be a multi-multi-million multi, multi multimillion dollar area, they definitely don't want that out there. And, sure, yeah. and I, again, I've more or less stopped reporting the exact figures because I just don't feel... It's right. I did feel they were being a little bit slow in fixing the first hole, and so I posted some figures. I think you talked about it a week or two ago, mm-hmm. um, and they quickly repaired that. Um, I'm trying not to go down the same road. I'm trying to give them a little more time fixing the secondary hole. But if enough time goes past, I'm just going to have to assume that they they've decided that it's okay for people to see this and. and it's not overly interesting, except for the fact that someone is actually reporting on it.
3: Well, wait until at least this episode airs, because my guess is when they see your name in the title, they will be listening.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that could be.
3: Hi, Peloton. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: know. They know. Uh, I think we talked about that. I'm I'm Bob Tremortz, the Twitter world time knows who I am. <laughs> so, uh, what is your leaderboard? They leader have board? my leaderboard name, and I my leaderboard saying, well, name is tied to my credit card, so they know exactly who I
1: am. I was going to ask what your leaderboard name is, but then I get, after you said that, I'm
3: assuming yeah. you don't
0: want to tell people. Yeah, which is
3: okay. It's up to you. Totally no, up to you. I,
0: uh, it's on my Twitter profile. It's there. Okay. Like Blue House Bro. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And if you follow him he can then Track you back and tell you what classes You're going to take next week Before you do I cannot do that
0: I cannot do that
3: Yeah don't scare people Tom Well, uh, thank you for being such a good sport and uh, talking through this with us. I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, answering all of my curiosity (laughs) because I have a lot.
0: (laughs) It's it's a thrill to be here. It's a thrill to be here. I appreciate you guys uh, inviting me on. It was a lot of fun. Thank you.
1: We we data mined the data miner. We
3: did. The miner becomes the miney.
1: <laughs> or mind. I, I know. Think I mind. think that's
3: probably better. <laughs>
1: yeah. Your way sounds too much like Heine. Okay. That's yeah, fair. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to join us. This was a lot of fun. It
3: was. Okay. And if you thank would you like guys, to... appreciate it.
1: Well, I guess that brings this episode to an end. Uh, What, pray tell, do you have in store for people next week?
3: Next week, we are going to talk to Cindy Leonard, and you're going to hear a weight loss story that is absolutely inspirational.
1: Awesome. Well, before...
3: uh I just want to add... Oh, yes? Her her post that she did her before and after on Mm -hmm. Facebook had like 17,000 likes. Yikes. Yeah. It was amazing. Awesome. Amazing transformation.
1: Well, uh, until then, where can people find you?
3: People can find me uh, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe. They can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the bike and the tread at Clip Out Crystal.
1: And you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online facebook.com slash the clip out while you're there like the page join the group and of course don't forget to sign up for our newsletter at theclipout.com. so that's it for this one thanks for tuning in and until next time keep
3: peddling and running